Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good morning! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time to wake up. Live. Oh, is this thing on? I don't care. I want him to hear. This is the pregame show. Your early morning shot of sports on 95.7. The game. Come on! Yes, sir. family. Stephen Langford in with you. And I'm going to just be 100% honest. I'm having a very rough boarding right now. And really, it doesn't have anything to do with waking up. Didn't wake up late. Got here on time. Got the show planned out. It's going to be a fun one here. It really is. Uh, at 5.15, as we do every Wednesday, it's going to be the doghouse, where... Even though Kyle Shanahan had the doghouse, and that's how this segment was born, we still are putting people in the doghouse from sports, from pop culture, from life, whoever you want. So that's at 5.15. And then at 5.35, or 5.40, depending on how I'm feeling, depending on when I get to break, really. But I'm going to name a starting baseball lineup with football players, because I saw A.J. Brown yesterday from the Tennessee Titans post a video of himself hitting some BP in a cage, and this dude was drafted by the Padres and obviously opted in for football and overall made the better choice. I mean, baseball's in a lockout right now, and uh, and he's about to get paid. So it had me thinking, what would be the best lineup from football players. The best baseball lineup made up of football players. You can expect that Kyler Murray is going to be on that list. Russell Wilson, since them two have professional ties. But we got a lot of other ones uh, to put on the lineup. So that's coming up at 540 and would love your participation with that at the Comcast Business text line at 888 <laughs> But I want to start off the show today, and this is going to be a, it's, it's a full segment day. Every, every, every single segment today has something special here. And yesterday had me thinking, after we're getting all these NBA trades here, Adrian Wojnarowski and Shams Sharania have been going back and forth for the past couple of years. Adrian Wojnarowski, Sham Sharania, of course, Woj of ESPN, who's the NBA insider. You all know the term Woj bomb anytime there's a, a, a trade that happens. But then Sham Sharania made his way into the reporter realm. I think he's my age, actually. I think he's, I think he's about 28, 29 years old. I don't, think he was, I don't think he's even reached 30 yet. But this dude has made a name for himself in the game. And now that the NBA trade deadline is coming up here... Tomorrow, I figured it'd be fun, and I'm going to bring in my wrestling announcer guy. Hey, Steven, you there? Yeah, I'm here, wrestling announcer guy. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, do you know what we're going to do? No. 
All right, well, here's what we're going to do, wrestling announcer guy. I'm going to play some music. You're going to read off these NBA trades, and we are going to have a battle between Adrian Wojnarowski and Sham Sharania to see who had the best reports from these trades. So when you announce what the trade is, I'm going to give you my grade one through five. Is that okay, wrestling announcer guy? And then by the end, we will tally up all the points And by the time the deadline is done tomorrow, we'll still continue to add points on tomorrow. But then by the time Friday comes around, we'll finalize it and we'll see who has officially won this showdown. Are you ready? Yeah, Steven, I'm ready. You kind of sound like Stone Cold Steve Austin there. Speaking of which, let's get to it, wrestling announcer guy. Read off the first trade. All right, Steven. We're going to go from back to front. Shom Sharania versus Adrian Wojnarowski. This is the NBA trade deadline. Reporter Rumble. The first trade. Rajon Rondo traded to the Cavaliers. As the late, excuse me, as the Lakers acquired, I'm losing my breath, Louis Laberry. And the Knicks acquired Denzel Valentine, draft rights to Wong Zeeland, draft rights to Brad Newley, and cash considerations. So the Cavs come up with Rajon Rondo. Steven, you know who had the report? Who? Sham Sharania gets the report. Sham Sharania has the report. Okay. So Sham Sharania, Rajon Rondo, acquired by the Cavaliers. This was on January 4th. And Sham Sharania was the first to report it? Exactly. All right, wrestling announcer guy, thank you very much. I'm going to give that grade a two as we're going one through five here because Rajon Rondo in the playoffs, that trade could actually make a difference. And when you're talking about the Cavaliers who might have a chance within the Eastern Conference and really don't have that much experience going into the playoffs, Rajon Rondo can help them there. So I think the Cavs really got a good one here. And this one, we haven't really talked about this past month, but it might have flew, on, uh, flew under the radar just because it's a name like Rajon Rondo. But I'm going to give Shams a two on this one. So Shams Sharania gets two. But Adrian Wojnarowski, I saw that he actually had the money details involved in it. So for that, Woj gets a half a point. Right now, in the 2022 NBA trade deadline, reporter rumble, it's Shams two. Adrian Wojnarowski, a half a point. All right, wrestling announcer guy, what do you got next? This one from Sham Sharania. Also, the Jazz have traded Mieoni to the Thunder. Mieoni, Steven, your thoughts? Well, to be honest, wrestling announcer guy, I don't really know who that is. I believe he's on a 10-day contract as of right now. Mieoni, not a very popular name, but Sham Sharania had the report. Adrian Wojnarowski didn't have anything. I think I'm going to have to give that a one to Shams. I think I'm going to have to give that a one to a one to Shams. Make that the three points to Shams so far for each trade, and Wojnarowski a half a point. Is that good with you, wrestling announcer guy? It's damn good with me. All right, what do you got next? Next up. This was reported by Adrian Wojnarowski. The Atlanta Hawks trade Cam Reddish to the New York Knicks. Now from the Atlanta Hawks, the New York Knicks acquire Cam Reddish, Solomon Hill, and a 2025 second round pick. The Hawks acquired Kevin Knox II and a protected first round pick from Adrian Wojnarowski. Well... I got to tell you, wrestling announcer guy, this is bigger than those other two trades. I know Shams was on the first two, and Woj was on this one, but I really don't know what this means in the grand scheme of things. I mean, if the Knicks get Cam Reddish and Solomon Hill and a second-round pick in 2025, and speaking of which, wrestling announcer guy, these random picks that are going around 2025, 2027, I can't keep up with it. But if Adrian Wojnarowski had that report... I think I'm going to give Adrian Wojnarowski a 2 for that. If we're grading these reports on a scale of 1 to 5, I think I'd give him a 2. Just because I don't really know what the implications are going to be throughout the playoffs. So Woj gets a 2 on that one. And if my score is correct, Sham Sharania has 3. Adrian Wojnarowski has 2.5. What do you got next, wrestling announcer guy? This one. 
from Adrian Wojnarowski. Oh, he got another one on the board. Yes, he did. In a three-team deal, the Nuggets acquired Bryn Forbes. The Celtics acquired Bull Bull, P.J. Dozier, and the Spurs acquired Juancho Hernan Gomez, a future second-round pick in cash considerations. So Bryn Forbes from the Spurs to the Nuggets. Adrian Wojnarowski. Woj had that report, huh? This is a tough one because we saw Bryn Forbes in the NBA Finals, and what these moves are? These moves at the deadline are made to see what happens after the season's done and they're in the postseason. But man, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know with this one. I think I'm going to give Woj a two for this because I don't know if Brid Forbes is going to have the same role like he did with the Bucks in the last playoffs. I mean, if he helps the Nuggets get all the way to the Western Conference and beat the Warriors and the Suns wrestling announcer guy, then I get it. But you know what? I'm going to have to give Woj a two on this one. And if my scores are correct, Adrian Wojnarowski has four and a half while Sham Sharania has three. What do you got next, wrestling announcer guy, in the 2022 NBA trade deadline reporter rumble? Now it's getting good. The Blazers trade Norman Powell and Robert Covington to the Clippers. The first reporter on it, Adrian Wojnarowski. Again, more woes. So the Clippers, they acquired Norman Powell and Robert Covington and the Blazers, they acquire Eric Bledsoe, Justice Winslow, Keon Johnson, and a future second-round pick. This is a huge move for the L.A. Clippers, especially when you got Kawhi and Paul George all being hurt. They needed to make some sort of move. And with Adrian Wojnarowski getting the details, and we're grading this on a scale of 1 to 5, Adrian Wojnarowski gets a 4 with this one. He gets a 4. That's a big deal that he just reported there. So, if my calculations are correct, Wojnarowski now has eight and a half, while Sham Sharania has three in the reporter rumble. Oof. Ooh, looks like Adrian Wojnarowski's really starting to pull away with this one. All right, what do you got next, wrestling announcer guy? The Pacers trade Karis LeVert to the Cavaliers. The Cavs acquire Kyrus LeVert in a 2022 second-round pick for Ricky Rubio in a 2022 lottery-protected first-round pick, a 2022 second-round pick, and a 2027 second-round pick. And this one, this one was from Sham Sharania. Oh, my God. Sham Sharania had this one. Oh, Sham Sarania has Karis LeVert to the Cavs. The Cavs made yet another trade to try and help their playoff value and to try and get it going there in the postseason. Whoo, wrestling announcer guy, I like this one. I'm going to have to give Shams a four. If you're grading this on a scale of one to five, and this is the NBA reporter rumble, Shams gets a four on this one for reporting this. This was a huge deal, and if I'm not mistaken, he got this one... One minute tweeted out before Adrian Wojnarowski. So it's not only the value of the trade, but it's also the timing in which he did it. Right before Adrian Wojnarowski could have done anything. Whew, four points added. So now it's eight and a half to seven. Eight and a half from a three-point swing here. From going from eight and a half to three to eight and a half to seven. Adrian Wojnarowski is currently leading. All right, we got two more trades, wrestling announcer guy. Who announced what in the NBA trade deadline 2022 reporter rumble? The Blazers trade C.J. McCollum to the the Pelicans. The Pelicans acquired C.J. McCollum, Larry Dance Jr., and Tony Snell. And the Blazers acquired Josh Hart, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Tomas Sadaransky, Didi Luzada, a 2022 protected first-round pick, and two 2022 second-round picks. This was a big one. This was a big one. Well, who was it reported by? Sham Sharania. No way. Shams reported this one? Shams reported the C.J. McCollum trade? Ooh, this is a big one. This is a big one. And I'm grading it on a scale of 1 to 5. Wrestling announcer guy who Q 
curiously sounds like Stone Cold Steve Austin? Hell yeah! Man, if I'm screening this on a one through five in the reporter rumble, I gotta give Shams a five with this one. I got, I got, I got no other. I, I can't do anything else. I gotta give him a five. This was a huge deal. CJ McCollum leaving the Blazers. I mean, it's the end of an era for that Blazers backcourt with Damon CJ. Man, I gotta give that one a five. And jeez, the Blazers really lost out. Uh, really lost out on that deal. It felt like they could have gotten a little more in terms of draft picks and veterans for a guy like CJ McCollum. Shocking with that, but damn, Shams got five now. So Shams is at 12. Adrian Wojnarowski's at eight and a half. And we got one more trade, and this was the big one from yesterday. Wrestling announcer guy, what was the trade? I will grade this last one, and that will be the end of this segment of the 2022 Reporter Rumble. I haven't looked at the text line yet, wrestling announcer guy. I will assume some listeners have no clue of what the hell I'm doing. Last trade. The Kings trade Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, and Tristan Thompson to the Pacers for DeMontis Sabonis, Jeremy Lamb, and Justin Holiday. Adrian Wojnarowski with the report. No! No! Not Adrian Wojnarowski with this one. Not Adrian Wojnarowski. No, seriously? So we are at a point where Shams has 12, Adrian Wojnarowski has 8.5, and, and Wojnarowski comes through with the uppercut with the biggest trade so far up to the deadline. Tyrese Halliburton. Traded from the Kings, the young second-year player who is expected to be the next leader for this team. A pick that, personally, I wanted the Warriors to get, but Adrian Wojnarowski has the report. I gotta give him a five. I gotta give him a five. Whoa, 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 whoa. What do you want, wrestling announcer guy? Did you see how Adrian Wojnarowski reported it? Well, I'm reading it now. The Pacers trade Damas Sabonis, Jeremy Lamb, and Jeremy Lamb to the Kings for Tyrese Halliburton. Ooh, the spelling is off. He just named somebody twice. I was going to give that a five, but I got to dock that a point. I got to dock that a point. If your reports are going to be there, they got to be accurate. I understand wanting to beat Shams in the 2022 Reporter Rumble. But man, I got to... I got to give him a four on that one. I got to dock points if you're going to say someone's name twice. Also say the wrong one and forget Justin Holiday even included with the trade. Just to be first, I got to dock a point from Adrian Wojnarowski. But if my scoring is correct right now in the 2022 NBA Reporter Rumble, Adrian Wojnarowski has 12 and a half and Sham Sharania has 12. Wow. The deadline's tomorrow. We'll see what happens today. There's going to be more trades that come along up to the deadline. Let's see who wins the 2022 NBA Reporter Rumble between Adrian Wojnarowski and Sham Sharania. And if anyone else wants to make themselves come to the ring, very interested to see that. But right now, Woj at 12.5 and and Sham's at 12. For those keeping score at home, Woj is only up by a half a point. We'll wait to see what other trades are made today, and we'll update you tomorrow on the NBA trade deadline 2022 reporter rubble. All right, the doghouse is coming up next. Stephen Lankford did all the pregame show 957 the game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. Stephen Langford in with you. That last segment, and and this is well, this is what I started off the show with. I kind of left y'all on a uh, left y'all with a cliffhanger and just went right into this segment because I was so flustered. As the NBA reporter rumble, it continues. Let's see who wins the battle between Sham Sharani and Adrian Wojnarowski as the day goes on. Because right now, Adrian Wojnarowski, as I'm grading every trade, there were eight so far this year, and it's Woj versus Shams every single time. And right now, if I'm grading it on a scale of one to five, based on the trade, the the, the type of trade that was reported, the players involved, well, right now, Adrian Wojnarowski has a total of 12 and a half. Sham Sharania has a total of 12. So, man, it's going to get close tomorrow. But prior to the uh, prior to the show starting sometimes it happens as we're going to get to the doghouse here and if you want to weigh in at the Comcast business text line at 888-957-9570 I'm out of breath if you want to weigh in on the doghouse who is in your doghouse for this week please feel free but the last segment, I went into the show, and I'm preparing. I'm getting this wrestling announcer guy thing ready. I'm just trying to drink as much liquid as possible so that I could actually uh, make it through an entire hour. But as soon as the show started, I found that the headphones that I normally use, they weren't where they normally are. So I was searching, running all over looking for them. Found them right next to the phone. The phone has a cord. The headphones have have a has a cord. So the headphones were stuck within the phone cord, and they were tangled together. So as the ideas and, and the open is playing for the show, I'm trying to untangle everything. Whew! I'm 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 getting I'm I'm I was just I was just flustered to start out, but I think we I think I got the point across of what I'm trying to do here with the NBA reporter rumble because we don't know how these trades are going to end up working out, but the names that are involved they're big, and it feels like these two guys are always clashing every single year, always clashing. And yesterday I was I was put on notice because. That Tyrese Halliburton trade where, you know, the Pacers traded uh, uh, DeMontis Sabonis and Jeremy Lamb. Uh, When I read Woj's tweet, he said DeMoss Sabonis, so he spelled the name wrong, and he put Jeremy Lamb twice. Now, he corrected it with with the right players, but it's just amazing to me that these guys are so... I wouldn't want to be an insider. Like, that's really what I'm trying to get at here. I would not want to be an insider because your job is to be first, especially now coming up to the NBA trade deadline. So that's what made that segment. That's what started it all. So, but this one, the doghouse. And from the 925, Steiny is in my doghouse for trashing on the bay. What is... What is happening here? Steiny's one of the coolest people I know. Like <laughs> everyone always gets on him for his takes. It's like, what is happening? Uh, but the doghouse. The reason that this se- segment was started was because Kyle Shanahan has his doghouse, where you know maybe players aren't in his, aren't in his favor. Whether it's Dante Pettis a couple of years ago, Brandon Ayuk at the beginning of this season. I mean, there were. It's always someone in Shanahan's doghouse, and we're gonna have to live with that for the next few years. So you know what? I created this segment so that we, the normal people, the 5 a.m. radio show host, and you, the listener, can have a doghouse as well. So with that being said, let's get it going here. This is another edition of the Doghouse. Oh, yeah. Now the doghouse isn't that packed today it's not that packed we only got three in the doghouse and number one this is from last night and just reacting to something i saw last night but marcus morris who had a flagrant two on john morant john morant going up for a dunk and marcus morris just taking him down i watched that and there's nothing that gets me more 
when watching an NBA game. I'm all about physical play. You know, if you want to be it, like that, we need more of that within the NBA. But as the Grizzlies were playing the Clippers and beat the Clippers one one thirty five to one oh nine, there was a moment where Marcus Morris, who was already having a poor shooting night, essentially just hits Ja Morant in the face as he's driving down the lane and trying to go up for a layup or a dunk. I I never really know which one it's going to be with Ja Morant because that man is one of the most fun players to watch in the NBA, and he can get up. But it was a frustration foul, and it's an unnecessary one. It's one where you could possibly injure a player. I'm out on that. I'm out on any of that. So, Marcus Morris, you're in the doghouse. Next up in the doghouse, this guy, he's been in the doghouse. And he keeps giving me reasons to keep him in the doghouse. Normally how it works is, by the time the next week rolls around, the people in the doghouse from the week before, they're already out. They're good. But Rob Manfred from Major League Baseball is back in. Is back in simply because of what happened yesterday and what we talked about on the final five minutes of the show yesterday, which was the MLB drug agreement expired the day before the lockout started. So as we know, the CBA was going to start, uh, the new CBA talks were going to begin on December 1st. That's when they actually had to come to an agreement. So the talks were going on prior to that, or the lack of talks were, were uh, there, uh, therefore, because, well, I mean, we're in a lockout now. But the news came around yesterday that MLB's drug agreement had expired, so they can't test for PEDs. And on a year where in the Hall of Fame, you're omitting certain legends of the game because of the steroid era and allegedly using PEDs. And now some of the players this year are going to figure their way around your rule here. And they're going to be able to come clean by the time the MLB comes back. So these guys essentially... I, I, I don't know when baseball is going to come back. I'm hoping uh, in the next couple of months. <laughs> I'm hoping by April. But these guys have a full month to figure out how to get around this little loophole. But it's up to Rob Manfred. Rob Manfred, you have to know that these things are on your radar. So now you don't want to play the players. You don't want to. Uh, the players don't want a mediator. You don't want to face them yourself. And now look what happens. The drug agreement expires. The drug testing agreement expires. Players aren't going to be tested. So what's going to happen? These guys are going to probably take some things in order to get an edge. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. So Rob Manfred, you're still in the doghouse. Every single week he gives me a reason uh, to go to, to keep him in the doghouse. All right, the last one up is Nick Casario from the Houston Texans. Because the Texans' head coaching job that was just given to Lovey Smith, it was being reported throughout this entire uh, process that Josh McCown is interviewing for the job, and Josh McCown is very likely to get a head coaching job. But they gave it to Lovey Smith, and you can't help but look at the Brian Flores situation and think. Well, the Texans are just trying to save themselves from a PR nightmare with this hiring. But the reason that Nick Casario, the GM, is in my doghouse is because when he was asked about Josh McCown being a head coach, he said, no, we weren't even considering it. Weren't even considering it when it was reported multiple times that Josh McCown had interviewed twice he interviewed for the job. And now you're acting like you weren't going to hire him in the first place just to try and save face? Like, I mean, that that's not, that's bad. That's really bad. Just straight up lying. Straight up lying. Like, I, so these guys bend the truth a lot, and that's fine. You want to give the diplomatic answer. But straight up lying and saying that you didn't have any interest in Josh McCown, I find that very, very hard to believe. Shout out to Lovey Smith for getting another head coaching job. I'm glad he's back in the NFL. But, man, Nick Casario, you're in the doghouse. 707, the Island Boys are in my doghouse. Can't stand those two clowns. I don't get that. I don't get that. Not your text from the Comcast Business text line. Not that. 
I don't get the island, boys. I don't get the allure of it. What is it? So they made a TikTok and they sang that one song. Island boy! So they sang that and became popular because they have weird hair. <laughs> it's like, what? I, I don't get it. The thing, the, the people that we make popular off social media in this day and age, it's unreal. The island boys. <laughs> that video from, uh, I didn't watch any of that Jake Paul fight against Tyron Woodley, but that that video of the island boys in the crowd and people just yelling at him and roasting him. The island boys not taking any of it, trying to start a fight in the stands. Now, if you don't know who I'm talking about, just search these guys up and you'll know you'll know what I mean. I, 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 I just I just don't get it. I just don't get it. All right. Wanted to have some fun here. If you had to create a starting nine, a baseball lineup. I understand baseball's in a lockout right now, but if you had to create a team, but it's only NFL players, active players, by the way. Not I'm not going I'm not going with players who are retired. I'm not going with any of that. I'm going with active players. Who would you put in your starting nine? You don't have to name an entire lineup right away. You could just give me the player and the position, but I got a lineup written out here. And there's a reason that I'm doing this. I'll get to that next. But at the Comcast Business Text Line or at the phone number at 888-957-9570, I'd love for you to weigh in. Who would be in your starting nine if you were to make a baseball team from football players? We'll get to that next. Stephen Langford in on the pregame show, 95.7 The Game. Pre-game show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. Hope you're having a terrific Wednesday morning. I realized that yesterday. Where I already said, I already had the mistake of calling Trey Man from the Thunder Terrence Man. I already had that mistake. And then I ended up saying yesterday that it was Wednesday, when in reality it was Tuesday. But I got the day right today. I got the day right today. It's officially Wednesday. There we go. Boom. Whew. All right, we got that sorted out. Now, at the Comcast Business Text Line, I'm just going to ask you right now, if you had to make a baseball lineup, a starting nine out of football players, who would it be? At the Comcast Business Tax Line at 888-957-9570. And some people are thinking, whoa, slow news day? You got to come up with something like that? Nuh-uh-uh. There's a reason that I'm doing this. And, and at the end, here's the, here's the catch. No pun intended. At the end, there's a reason why I'm bringing this up. Now, A.J. Brown... This is the primary reason. At the end, I'm going to give you the little Bay Area tie, all right? it all It's all coming full circle with this, all right? I thought about it. Not just doing this for, just to do it for bleeps and giggles. Not doing it for that, even though that's what most of my radio show is for anyway. But I have a reason. Now, at the beginning of the show yesterday, I didn't see this. But this was, and no, 408, damn it, I need to, I need to be, I need to be specific People are bringing in Bo and Dion naturally because those two guys played baseball. I'm talking about active players. Sorry, sorry, that's all, that's my bad. Thank you 408 for texting in, but I'm talking about uh, I'm talking about active players. AJ Brown posted a video yesterday of him in a batting cage taking batting practice. Now he was selected in the 2016 draft by the San Diego Padres. Obviously opted to go for football. A.J. Brown, a very good baseball player. But he was posting a video tagging the Padres on Twitter. And there's a reason that he's doing that. But it had me thinking, what would a good starting nine look like for a fo- uh, if it's made out of just football players? What would they look like? And I got a starting nine here that I think is going to work. I don't exactly have a DH. I probably should have thought of that one. I only got the one through nine. And at the uh, in the nine spot, I got my pitcher. I'm not treating this like Tony La Russa. I'm putting the pitcher eighth. I'm going traditional. 
I'm going the uh, the pitcher ninth. But I got a list here, and a lot of you are weighing in at 888-957-9570 at the Comcast Business Text Line. But let's get into it. If you had to create a starting nine, but it's only football players, and it's a baseball lineup, who would you put? What position? I want to know from you. Let's get into it. In this baseball lineup with football players batting first, playing right field, Kyler Murray. Look, Kyler Murray's got to be the number one. Obviously, he was drafted by the A's, decided to go to the Cardinals because of baseball's incompetence when it comes to paying their players. He wanted to go for the big money right away, and if that was the motivation, he made the right choice. He made the right choice, and you know what? Who knows? By the time he would have made it through the minor leagues with the A's, I know this one stings, but we don't even know if they're going to be in the Bay Area by the time someone gets called up. So Kyler Murray, though, very good baseball player at his time in Oklahoma. He was an outfielder, and the reason that I'm putting him in right field is because I need my right fielder to have an arm. I need my right fielder. If if I'm going to have anyone in the outfield have the best arm, it would be the right fielder. And Kyler would be that guy to me. So Kyler Murray, he's batting first. He's playing right field. Batting second, playing left field, Christian McCaffrey. I need a guy who can play left center, possibly play the, uh, play the defensive shift. And some of these guys who are lefties in Major League Baseball, I think they're going to figure out how to actually go oppo now since of the, because of the shift. And I need my guy in left field to be speedy. I need him to be able to chase down any line drive that's in the, in the left field corner. I think McCaffrey can be that guy. Does he have that strong of an arm? No. But I guarantee you he could be speedy. And him batting second, you got Kyler batting first and Christian McCaffrey batting second. I don't think you can lose with those first two as we are creating a baseball lineup here with football players. Again, there's a reason that I'm doing this, and I want to get to that at the end. There's a, it, 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 it all ties in. So batting first is Kyler Murray. Batting second is Christian McCaffrey. Batting third, playing second base. He played with the Texas Rangers in spring training. It's Russell Wilson. I think a lot of us forgot about that. His little stint... With the Rangers. You remember that? You know how crazy it was just seeing Russell Wilson playing baseball? The dude's, an, the dude's a natural athlete. He was a really good high school basketball player, too, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but Russell Wilson had a chance to be a two-sport guy if he really wanted to. I don't really know how. I don't think it was as good as they expected him to be over there in Texas. But he's good enough to crack the starting nine if you are making a baseball lineup with football players. So Kyler Murray batting first, Christian McCaffrey batting second, Russell Wilson batting third, batting fourth, playing center field, is the guy who this segment is based on, A.J. Brown, who is an outfielder. He was drafted by the Padres. And by the look of the swing, excuse me, 510, Zucci Main, he played with the Yankees during spring training? Was it both? I swear he played with the Rangers one year too. Oh, man, did I have that completely? Oh, come on. Okay, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. We're doing a little digging here. Okay, so he did. He did. He did play with the Rangers in in spring training in 2014 and 2015. So I did get that one right, but let me double-check the Yankees there, Zucci, man. And he did for the Yankees. Damn, what is he, like Will Ferrell? (laughs) Where he just played for every team? Wow, how did I forget about his time with the Yankees? Weird way, kind of looks. Yeah, I kind of he, he fits. He fits the Yankees. He fits the Yankees. But that's never. That's neither here nor there. Batting fourth, playing playing center field is AJ Brown. I need a guy who can fly all over the outfield and a guy who's not willing to or not afraid to put his body on the line so that he can make the catch. I I, I need that in my player. Now, whew. I think that this dude, A.J. Brown, by the look of his swing, he could hit some shots. He could hit some shots, and I, I feel like at his time, and with during his time over there in college, man, if you were good enough to get drafted by the Padres, especially at the time that he did, whoo, that would have been interesting. 
A.J. Brown were playing baseball, but he's good enough to make it to the fourth spot on my list. Number five, batting fifth, playing first base, is Josh Allen. I need a big body at first base, and I feel like he has an arm. Because first baseman, I, I, I think it's underrated, the arm talent that you have to have from first base. I mean, especially if you're a right-handed player, when you're on a double play, runners on first, and you're trying to get a what a, a three-six-one double play, and you got to turn to your right, you got to turn your entire body, you got to throw with accuracy. That's why I'm choosing him. Can Josh Allen bat? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But I think Josh Allen would make for an excellent first baseman. So that's number five. Batting sixth. Playing catcher. It's Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel would make for an excellent catcher. Now, I know that he can run. He can run. He could definitely run the bases, which he'll be much needed. But, man, if he's there at the plate, do you really think that anyone is barreling through him? Nobody's going to. Not in his six-foot frame and not with the way that baseball players, not with the height that baseball players have. Baseball players aren't that big. I think that Debo Samuel could hold up at catcher. And with his six-foot, 215-pound frame, ain't nobody getting by him. And I think that he would be very quick to do so at catcher. You got to be shifty. So I think Debo would be perfect there. Batting seventh, playing third base, is Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford, you know the pictures, you've seen them. Clayton Kershaw, Matthew Stafford, they used to play Little League together. I don't exactly know what Matthew Stafford's position was, but I feel like he'd be a good third baseman. Matt Stafford looks like your typical third baseman, does he not? Does he not? I I think Matt Stafford would be perfect for that position. Plus, he could throw. What more do you need? He's third base. You got to throw across the diamond. Man, this lineup I'm creating right now, it's pretty damn good. I'm really proud of this lineup. Now, batting eighth, I needed a speedy guy in the eighth spot. And a lot of you have written him in already at the Comcast Business text line, and I agree with you. But Tyreek Hill playing short? You have Tyreek Hill in that eighth spot, that speed? You get him on base and... The next next batter coming up in the ninth spot, who's also the pitcher, he can hit too. So you got got Tyreek Hill batting eighth, then you're going to have who comes up batting ninth, and then you follow it up with Kyler Murray and Christian McCaffrey. It's nothing but speed. So in the middle infield, I got Russell Wilson playing second, (laughs) and Tyreek Hill playing short. Oh, boy. And it makes sense because he's a short guy, smaller guy, shortstop. It's in the name. So he's batting eighth. And batting ninth... And on the mound, it's Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes used to be a pitcher with Texas Tech. Could have gone pro. Obviously elected, uh, opted for football, as a lot of these players did. And he was a really good pitcher. And I don't, I don't think that's any surprise because nobody throws the baseball like him. Nobody can. At least throws the football like a baseball like he does. As they're rolling to their right and and, he, and he's throwing sidearm, maybe he would have been better suited in the infield. And I was thinking about it between him and Matthew Stafford, but Mahomes was also a pitcher. And he threw gas, too, when he was in college and in high school. I think he was thrown in the 90s in high school. Patrick Mahomes, a natural athlete. So that's my starting nine with football players. Right field, batting first, Kyler Murray. Batting second, left field, Christian McCaffrey. Batting third, Russell Wilson playing second base. Batting fourth, playing center field is A.J. Brown. Batting fifth, playing first base is Josh Allen. Batting sixth, playing uh, playing catcher is Debo Samuel. Batting seventh, Matthew Stafford playing third base. Batting eighth is Tyreek Hill playing shortstop. And batting ninth is Patrick Mahomes as your starting pitcher. And then let's see at the at the Comcast business text slide. We're getting... Ooh, okay. Oreo Cookie from the 510. Trent Williams is my catcher, letting nothing get by him. Can you imagine Trent Williams? And, and, and you can get out of the squat quick. If you got a runner stealing second, I mean, that's the name of the game right there, right? Or you could just throw from one knee, whatever you want to do. Trent Williams would make, good, make for a good catcher. From the 707, in order of the position numbers, Mahomes, Kittle, Saquon, McCaffrey, 
Donald, Debo, Ramsey, Diggs, Josh Allen has the closer from the 510. This is Will in Oakland. Tyreek, center fielder, Kyle Murray. Uh, your shortstop is Patrick Mahomes. Your ace is inco- incognito. And your catcher, I, I, I'm, so, I'm sorry, Will, I'm, I'm reading these wrong, I assume. From the 510, Jimmy G being my change of pace pitcher, throwing change-ups and knuckleballs. <laughs> He's the reliever that you bring in. When your starting pitcher throwing 97, then you bring in Jimmy G so he can throw 85. From the 510, Tyree kills my center fielder and my leadoff hitter. Patrick Mahomes is my shortstop with his different arm angles, turning double plays. From the 415, fullback is catcher. Catcher is Einhorn from the 510. No Herbert. From the 510, you're missing ODB. He's definitely a true athlete. That's Zucci main. From the 415, Kyle Juszczyk is the catcher. Man, we're getting a lot of them. From the 707, wait, no, never mind. We're all good. Never mind. We're all good. We got most of them. But the reason that I'm bringing this up, too, is because A.J. Brown is up for a contract. That's why he posted the video in the first place of him in the batting cage, of him taking hacks and tagging the Padres. Now, Kyler Murray, on the other hand, he's deleted all of his social media, every picture. He's deleted, uh, except for a couple, and there's like a tweet at him from Mike Evans. Everything from social media that's related to the Cardinals, he's deleted. So everyone is thinking that he wants to be traded, but in reality... He wants an extension, and he has baseball as leverage. Like, hey, you're not going to pay me now. I'm going to go play baseball. A.J. Brown, the same thing. A.J. Brown is on the last year of his deal this year. He's an unrestricted free agent next season, and a guy like that has already outplayed his rookie contract, and he has baseball with leverage. So that's why he posted the video in the first place. In the full circle moment, I Said it was going to come full circle here at 541, and now we're getting to it at 555. Debo Samuel is also waiting for a new contract. And he has the exact same agent as A.J. Brown. So both these guys are waiting to get their contract extension. I'm very curious to see... How these two agents have handled it so far. Is this just a, like, I I don't know if we're going to see one extension without the other. Both of them represented by CAA. And I feel like A.J. Brown maybe has more of a case for the extension just because of his production through his career and what he's done. Debo Samuel absolutely deserves it, but he'd also been hurt. And you, but he's he's also a different position at running back. So I'm wondering, how's this going to go? Like, are are, are we just going to get? Are, are these two agents just going to drive up the price as high as possible with both of their clients and saying, "Hey, my client is getting offered this over there. Let me get AJ Brown by the Titans. He's getting offered. Uh, he, he's getting offered a 21 million dollar average annual deal." Get my man Debo something more than that. Are they just trying to leverage each other? Like, that's what I I didn't even make the connection. And I always said when A.J. Brown and Debo both came into the league, just because of their frames and their speedy wide receivers, they've proven that they have different skill sets. But I always thought coming into the league that A.J. Brown and Debo were going to be similar players just because of their size. And just because they came from the same draft. Turns out they also have the same agent. Now, who has more of a case to make more money? That remains to be seen. But until we get an answer on A.J. Brown, I don't think we're going to get one on Debo Samuel. And vice versa. Vice versa. If Debo Samuel's the first one, then I think you're going to see A.J. Brown get his contract right after that. But it's fascinating to see what's going on with Kyler Murray, too. Kyler Murray doesn't have to delete all the social media. I thought he was just wanted to take a break. But then you realize, oh yeah, he's outplaying his rookie contract right now. He should probably get an extension. And, you know, the reason why he entered football in the first place is to get that money and get that money quicker. I, I, I don't get why he's deleting all the social media, though. You could just express his concerns instead of deleting everything and making everyone go crazy. Make everyone think, oh yeah, he deletes all his social media, he's gone from the Cardinals. That's just not a good look. It's just not a good look. 
From the 707, Matthew Stafford at third. Might as well get Roger Dorn. Uh, from the 510, Black Hole Sunday. I've only asked you like 10 times, where is it? That's the Raider podcast that I do. The only problem is the last episode was kind of outdated. So Spadoni and I have been trying to find another time to record one. It was hard for me uh, to do it this week. I'm going to try and do it on Friday. But the last one was dated, so we couldn't really do it. Uh, it by the time that it was going to be posted, we'd already explained the Josh McDaniels hire and what we think about it. But we didn't have the info information about the defensive coordinator. Now, you may have wanted that podcast, and maybe we should have made an announcement prior to it saying, hey, we didn't know that Patrick Graham was going to be hired as a defensive coordinator, so we didn't release the episode. But that's what happened. We're going to try and get one out for you as soon as possible. I apologize, 510. From the 707, Matt Stafford at third. Might as well get Roger Dorn. (laughs) Roger Dorn. I mean, hey, tried to get the most out of himself. Bet on yourself, as they say. Shout out to you, Roger Dorn. But tonight, speaking of real sports, now, we had this at the beginning of the uh, at the beginning of this uh, of the hour. The NBA reporter, uh, the 2022 NBA trade deadline reporter rumble. I scored each trade report one through five because it's Shams versus Woj, Shams versus Woj, Shams versus Woj. So I scored each trade one through five based on who reported it. And right now, Wojnarowski has twelve and a half total from the report the trades that he reported. Shams Sharania has twelve. 12 and a half to 12. So I'll update that tomorrow as more trades are reported as the day goes on leading up to the deadline tomorrow. But you also have the Warriors and the Jazz tonight. And we know when these two teams clash, it's always a fun one. So you can always catch that here with Tim Roy on 95.7 The Game. Man, that was a fun show. I'm sorry. I know a lot of you are probably like, what the hell is going on? But hey, it's Wednesday. Not a ton to go. Not a ton going on. Just thought we'd have some fun for your 5 a.m. hour, and hopefully I made your commute a little more manageable. Or I made it worse. I don't know which one. Sorry if I did. Uh, but the morning roast is coming up next. Bonte Hill and Joe the Butcher Boy Shasky from 6 to 9 a.m. You got me and producer John Curley by, behind the glass. And as always, go sports. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one. They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.